reveal to you where my uh, studio is today. Yay! <laughs> Jump into the coach boat and they hug each other and they celebrate together because it's, it's such a teamwork. It's just that now we have to be um, super conscious um, that, that we're producing more waste and we've got to be better at um, giving it a second use. And that we were going to try and pledge to uh, make these changes. And then we thought actually it'd be really cool if other athletes, other sailors could get on board to kind of leave no trace or leave wherever you've been cleaner than how you found it. To yeah. get this boat, this platform, and they put up this whole thing for you guys. If I hear any complaining, get out of here. Which of you was on board when this happened? I was on the weather side about going underwater, holding yeah. my breath. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I was this... on the leeward side of the boat, getting blasted with water from behind. So, uh, wasn't that yeah. the 47 knots, you guys? Girls have to look like this, be like that, be like this, do that. But when you're at sea, you don't have to wash, you don't have to dress properly, you don't have to do your hair. It sounds like being in lockdown. <laughs> I love it. I mean, seriously, I, I have washed my hair for you for the first time in a very long time. And part of the problem or part of our challenge is the tall poppy syndrome in Australia, having lived Absolutely. in the US a lot and other parts of the world. And I felt that one of the biggest hurdles that we have as a nation is we, when people are successful, they try and kind of, you know, they, they're uncomfortable with success. Hopefully we're growing out of that. <laughs> we, we could continue all night, I'm sure, uh, hearing your beautiful stories and, and your memories. But again, I just want to re reiterate, it's not seven years that you've uh, served your country or inspired others. It's definitely been a lifetime. And for me, before I was born. So, Thank you, Nick. Thank you very much. And uh, what you're doing is terrific for the sport and terrific for sailing. And uh, as I said at the start of this uh, little interview, uh, you know, this whole online thing is just a game changer. So I think it's really, really exciting. And the answer, of course, is you've just released your 19th book, 19 books. It's still behind me. I know, because wow. how many have yeah, you but... written, Bob? <laughs> 36. Yeah, Nick, you, you know the other great thing about the sport is that it's a fabulous leveller. Nick, you're doing a great job. Doing my best. Thank you, Nick. Trying to follow in your footsteps for both integral parts of the 2000 Olympics. Yeah, look, and, and what a sensational Olympics, I mean, Sydney was. I mean, no one could ever say that you'd ever have a better... Uh, regatta than Sydney. You know, as you pointed out, things have gone reasonably well. Um, not reasonably well. Things have gone very well for the team. You know, the, the New Zealand government, um, I would say from our pers our perspective, has, you know, they've done a really good job managing an exceptionally tough situation. And, and um, you know, we're incredibly thankful for the fact that they've um, given us our exemptions into the country. And, and Defiance on her way there right now. She's about 500 miles west of um, Mexico on her way into the uh, South Pacific and into Auckland. So she'll be there kind of, um, I think, around the 25th, 26th of this month. Marcus said when he was on the phone to them trying to organize it, they're like, yeah, but where is she stopped? And Marcus is like, hey, mate, oh. the whole world knows she hasn't stopped. She's gone nonstop. <laughs> Bundy saw straight away in my eyes when I, I, I said that 
uh, Charles had rung and that um, there was a potential to, to be part of the Dongfeng race team for the next race, um, all I could come up with was, was problems. What are we going to do with <laughs> Kyle? What if you're away? And, you know, and he says, and I just have to look into your eyes and see that you really want to do this. And so I have to let you do this because this is what will make you happy. I have the opportunity to have to have been in the situation to be able to meet those people and 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 uh and generate the stories is is cool here's our whole campaign presenting it bang we're racing is i think carries quite a lot of excitement and yeah. and around it um it is a little bit more of the traditional way than it was in bermuda and i think that's you know part of patrizio batelli's desire to yeah. to take it back and obviously the monohulls which is you know, like their monohulls are in the water, but when they've got all the foils hanging out of them, they're not too much different. They're foiling boats. Yeah. Um, so I, I think we used to talk about catamarans and monohulls. I tend to talk more in terms of fast and slow boats these days. We've been knocking on the door for a while. Yeah, because the last big event we had here was the Games, and obviously yeah. there was a real mix of emotions between winning a silver medal, which was awesome, <laughs> but, you know, we really felt that day that we lost a gold medal. You know, you know, we've been going well lately, but to come back and stand on the top step here is really cool. A few years balancing both the AC and the Olympic programs, you must be exhausted. Yeah, it's, um, it's been a busy few years. Um, I think we both knew when we decided to take on doing both, it was going to be pretty full on. The laser squad though is so tight. I mean two gold medals in a row, two different athletes. That's amazing. Yeah you know it's always great to you know chat to Tom and, and get some banter with him is awesome. You know he's gone on to you know to extreme things that you know uh, above and beyond you know even a gold medal some of the things that he's done. So <laughs> Fantastic absolutely awesome event and uh, we're so stoked with the result. How, how are your feelings at that moment? Um, <laughs> pretely ecstatic, to be honest. Absolutely. Psychology, this is a big part of the sport. And, uh, and if you know the principles, but this is not enough. You have to know the key, the trigger for each person to touch his heart, to make our sport visible. This is huge, big role for our federation now and for all sailors what you are doing nicole you are making our sport visible mm. <laughs> you are making visible what we love and what we achieve and this is very important this is not only uh, pleasure for us this is also a big drive for us big credit for us for the future Welcome back, everybody. Two days and two episodes of Adventures Weekly. How lucky are we? Oh, my gosh. I feel like it's been a lockdown well spent, really, when we start looking back at all those memories and all of those amazing moments and, and fantastic goals that people have had and set out to achieve. It's just brilliant. And today's guest is uh, definitely someone who went out and achieved a goal that they set for themselves with great style. So, now, we'll get on to that in a bit, but to start with, we better bring in the amazing side Nick T. How you going? Hi, Nick. I'm good. Long time no see. I know. I feel like uh, <laughs> we've just been chatting all night, basically, because we were getting the trivia ready for today's show and wrapping up yesterday's show with Stars and Stripes, which was 
which was fantastic. Well done. Big effort from you. It was totally worth it. And I'm so excited to talk to our next guest. She seems pretty cool. Well, I know she's very cool. I'm excited to hear some of her stories. Yes, I am. I'm pretty excited to rehash some of the stories too. So without further ado, we might bring in our guest direct from Melbourne, enjoying some newfound freedom. We have Jessica Watson. (laughs) How are you? I am very good. The the whole mood here in Melbourne is just, it just changed overnight and it is a lovely place to be again. Oh my gosh. I feel so sorry for you, but no stranger to being on your own, having, uh, you're the youngest person to sail solo, nonstop, unassisted around the world. You spent 210 days at sea on your own. Uh, What's lockdown like in comparison? Look, it's it's different, um, you know, it has its moments, but, yeah. and gosh, you know, it's been tough for some people and I really, really appreciate that. Um, but no, look, for, for me, it's just kind of been a, a year that perhaps weren't quite expecting, but it's been fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I, mean, I can cope with being by myself for a, <laughs> for a while, believe it or not. <laughs> I know, I think... Um, a lot of people have, have come to realise that I'm actually quite introverted too. I think people think that, mm-hmm. you know, they might think one way about you and I think this year's definitely been a year for the introverts. I've been ringing my extroverted friends going, are you okay? Are you alive? Not socialise. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, that said, I, I feel like 210 days at sea might have actually been a little bit more peaceful in some regard. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's a funny one. And I think that was the biggest sense actually going into this is that just realising like people just think, oh, my gosh, there's no way you could spend 210 days by yourself. You you must be crazy or would you go crazy? Something wrong with you. But actually humans are these incredibly resilient, adaptable things that you actually can throw into these, you know, seemingly, um, you know, unmanageable situations. And, And we do. We get through. We, we adapt, we get used to these things. Yeah, I think I've been talking to this a bit with a few people this year. Everyone's going, I've had to pivot. I've had to pivot. And I'm like, I don't think you have to <laughs> necessarily pivot because that's basically going, now I'm a sailor, now I'm a car driver. I think we've just had to be a bit versatile and go, well, you know, right, you, you know what? It's actually not that bad to work from home. <laughs> it's actually blissful. <laughs> but uh, but that said, I think we might have a little bit of a look at uh, the day that you actually set sail on your journey and we'll work our way through a few of your adventures. What do you think? Sure, a bit of a trip down memory lane. Yeah, sorry for any embarrassing moments ahead of time. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be a few. <laughs>
remember this day, Jess. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, actually, one of the, one of the biggest um, emotions on the day was was actually interesting for a little bit, like finally leaving. It was incredibly emotional. There were just tears. You know, everyone was just crying. But it, but it wasn't kind of scared or or you know sad tears. It was actually a, a sense of um, sense of achievement in some ways because you know as a team we'd kind of been through hell to get to that start line after that whole debacle with the the ship and. Uh, things like that so it was been just such a huge effort to get there and it was a, a real yeah a real moment um but but yeah maybe not the one that people would would expect yeah absolutely it was it's actually quite funny because you were departing from middle harbour yacht club um i was actually in the park and we were coaching prince crown prince frederick in the taser for the world masters games and nobody was no way where we were yes and on the taser and <laughs> and nobody was meant to know where we were we kept it dead secret and then here comes everybody rocking up to see you off and all the paparazzi have worked out where we were and was like no <laughs> it was like i have it. no idea <laughs> yeah so there's been a few close encounters with you and i so i remember that day vividly as well because i was like oh this just watson oh great and and then oh no paparazzi <laughs> oh no Oh, and so then we like rushed out on the water straight away. But it was it was quite incredible because there were quite a lot of journos there to see you off. And I think also a lot of, I'm going to say naysayers. I mean, after mm. what happened, it was almost like people were waiting for you to fail. That must have been a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a lovely mood, that's for sure. <laughs> I think the those around me were probably dealing with the worst of it more so than me. I was in this incredibly kind of focused and um I suppose narrow-minded mindset by that point. I was just, you know, had one thing in my head, it was all about just getting on the water and I suppose that's what I needed to do. But yeah. you know, I do look back and realise that I certainly wasn't there for my family or kind of there for anyone else at that point. I was just had the blinkers on. <laughs> ready yeah. to focus on on you know what was happening that's so bizarre and I, do you know what though I've, I've spoken to Tracy Edwards as you would have seen in the opening there I've spoken to Kay Cotty who have all you know basically mm. gone against what anybody would have thought was possible and they've all said that on the day they were departing they were just so focused on that goal and and that's what I said in the introduction this this goal that's driving you and that's no different from the day that you come up with the goal to the day that you did a part to the day you're halfway through to the the day you get home it is and and um what's funny actually i, I think you're going to talk about this later but the yeah. with netflix make, making the film and yeah. and everyone's script writers and everyone is looking for this moment of doubt where you know i thought maybe i couldn't do it and, and you know i changed my mind before i left and didn't want to set off but there, there wasn't that moment for me, and it's kind of it's downright crazy, really, that you shouldn't be questioning <laughs> questioning this thing. But for some reason, you know, once you sort of start saying it out loud and building that support, it just honestly was not in my head, even in the slightest, that this thing wasn't going to happen. Which, as I said, is kind of crazy. Like, there's so much that could have stopped it, obviously. Oh no, I think I think it's funny because what's been taught to me over lockdown is you almost feel crazy for having that much belief in yourself. But, um, you know, John Bertrand 
people like this who, who thought that they were going to win the America's Cup and off they went and won the America's Cup. It's, it's, there's something that's in common and that's not that they were crazy, it's that they were focused and, and I think that's something very, very special. But that aside, uh, we should <laughs> have a lighter note, I think, and get into this week's trivia, which is completely focused on you and I'm very, very excited to, to get into that. So... Uh, we might have a little bit of a look. We'll bring T back on the screen as well. T, how many people played this week? <laughs> we had 3,000 players this week. Um, so I can't wait to count the rest <laughs> of the votes um, this awesome. afternoon when it times out. But that's only so far. Um, awesome. We uploaded this later this evening, uh, last night. So, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be more. There's definitely going to be more. So here's... The first question, and you probably might get the gist of this after we've just been chatting, Jessica Watson is known for A, inspiring young people to follow their dreams, B, telling the Prime Minister that she was just ordinary, C, being the youngest person to sail solo non-stop and unassisted around the world, or D, all of the above. Jess, do you know the answer? Yeah, <laughs> gonna go, gonna go with D here it's if that's D. okay. All of the above. Now I love that you told the prime minister that you are just ordinary. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that, Mr. Kevin Rudd? Yeah. So this this was the moment, you know, coming home and I'd been told there might be someone important there to meet you and you know, do you want to have something ready to say? And I sort of thought about it a little bit, not not too much. Um, I sort of brushed off offers of help, you know, does anyone want to help you write a speech, et cetera. And, and I didn't really have it kind of firmly in my head what I wanted to say. I just knew that I kind of wanted to stress that, you know, I was this dyslexic girl who was scared of kind of the water and here, here I was, I sat around the world and I'm really ordinary. And then he got up and called me a hero and I had this moment where I got to respond and I said, no, I disagree with the Prime Minister. And there was this moment of applause from the crowd where I couldn't finish my sentence and be like, I'm just disagreeing that I'm not a hero, I'm just ordinary. And, yeah, it was a, it was a very cheeky teenage moment on reflection, but I'm glad I did it. Well, you say cheeky, but, do you know, one of my most favourite quotes, and it's helped me through my career, and that is that, there are no extraordinary people in this world, just extraordinary challenges mm. that ordinary people rise to meet. So on that, we might watch a clip from CNN, which I believe is also a part of the National Nine News broadcast uh, when you came back to Sydney. Mm. Let's have a little bit of a look. As entrances go, it could not have been more dramatic. Sydney and her sides and Jessica Watson storms home. And even today, it's just a perfect day sailing out here, so I can't believe I'm, I'm heading in. A couple of hours late, but the thousands at the Opera House weren't about to budge. Jess's pink lady, battered and barnacled, ploughed on. As she neared the finishing line at the heads, it was like she was surfing on the wake of the welcoming flotilla. Then just before two o'clock, journey's end. And watching as Jess was swallowed by the fleet, Mum Julie. She's so... Oh, look, it's just unbelievable. Like, it just... You would never imagine so many people would get caught up in it. And it's just... 
Yeah, I just can't believe it. I can't believe it. Even though I'm looking at it, it just still feels like you're looking at a, a thing on TV or something. Yeah. She left under a cloud of doubt and charged home in a blaze of adulation. It was Boxing Day in May. Jessica's little boat swamped by admirers. 210 days and the loneliness of the long-distance sailor was well and truly over. It was the great Jessica Amada churning up the harbour. It's so chaotic. It's like, oh, I feel sorry for all the skippers around. Her fan club extended to the skies. Customs was the first on board. Formalities over, her passport checked. Jess was officially home. I just don't know what to think and what to say at the moment, so it's a, it's all a bit much, but absolutely amazing. For ten minutes or so, she had time to try and soak it all in. What was in front of her and what she had left behind. I didn't want to come in, I was, I was having, yeah. You're just having too much fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The girl too young to drive, but who skipped her way around the world and into the hearts of so many. She tied up to the Opera House wharf and set foot on dry land, falling into the arms of her family. Oh my gosh, that moment, <laughs> actually getting to see your family, what was that like? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was, yeah, so special. I think there's a lot of people who can really appreciate that this year particularly and, you know, yeah, I think it's going to be a repeat of that when the Queensland borders open this year <laughs> when I get to see them again. Absolutely. But, but yeah, it was, yeah, it's ten, 10 years on now and, and I suppose I try and brush it aside but you do watch that and you kind of, you know, it all comes back and there's still the emotion there. Very, very cool. Or ordinary, as you would say, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get back um, back to the trivia and the next question is is basically what was the name of your boat? And I had a few good ones in here. I just want to know, um, Tiana, how many people answered maiden? Because they're in big trouble. <laughs> Um, 50. 50? 50. 50 people. Out yeah. of 3,000. That's not so bad. But most people not, did say. <laughs> yeah, most people said Ella's Pink Lady, but um, everyone also liked Why Not? Because why, why not? not go around the world at 16 by yourself? Yeah, I like Absolutely. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually wanted to call her. I thought one of my first name ideas was uh, Audacious or Audacity because I thought that was just a beautiful <laughs> word and that kind of what it was, but um, but obviously that kind of got, yeah, swept away along, along the way. <laughs> That's way too serious. <laughs> yeah, to exactly. the media. Yeah. Now that's funny. Yeah, and once we painted her pink, it was kind of, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going back from there. Although pink is in fashion this year. I mean, the Vendée Globe is just about to start and Hugo Boss is in every shade of pink. I mean, have you sent him any advice on, on what to do when you're <laughs> wearing that colour? I mean, <laughs> we should have organised uh, an know. interview with you and him. <laughs> He's probably a bit busy right now. Yeah. But, no, I love it. I'm loving loving all this pink, yeah? Yeah, no, <laughs> That's why the guys embraced it as well. Yeah, I know that's so true. But on that, um, we had a question come in on our social media this week, which was why, why, while you were at sea, speaking of normal life and what you left behind, I mean, what did you do about schooling and all that sort of stuff? Did you just take time off or how did it roll? I mean, the summer holidays was a, a lot of it, really. Yeah, a stretch of imagination there. <laughs> but no, I mean, the thing is, it wasn't just the voyage. You, you mm. got to realise it was the years before then when it was basically just sort of full-time preparation. It was a little bit of schooling on the side. 
So I was I was doing correspondence school, distance education. So I was officially enrolled, but obviously as the, the journey kind of approached more and more so, there was a little bit less getting done there. Um, and then, you know, during the voyage itself, I had my books, I had my schoolwork packed. Um, I probably got it out all of a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> so look, there was a bit of catching up to do when I got home. I did this actually night school format, kind of condensed a um, couple of subjects. Um, but, but, yeah, look, yeah, a bit of a different, untraditional way of doing it. Um, but look, oh. You know, I've gone on to study and, and I think it does go to show for a lot of young people out there going through exams right now. You find ways of doing these things. You know, yeah, definitely try hard in your exams, but if you don't get the result, there's actually often another way as well. There's other ways and, and life can provide so much experience sometimes that school can't. Not saying that people shouldn't finish school. I'm, <laughs> I'm a massive nerd done a lot of school also done a lot of sailing so I get that but you know it's um yeah I think it's it's incredible being able to set goals in in one element of your life means that surely you can transcribe that to another and, and that was a big goal for I mean I, I think you must have been 13 or 14 when you were starting to think about this yeah yeah but then I was I was kind of deadly serious about it so yeah. it was it was it was the moment of of mum reading me Jason Martin's book when I was 11 as this you know innocent bedtime story that that first put the idea in my head and I think from there it just sort of grew and grew and yeah it just became as I said before that really firm kind of clear set thing that was happening one way oh, or another <laughs> so amazing so um, the next question on our trivia was how many times did the pink lady role in the Atlantic Ocean and uh, and we heard four so I'm sure there were plenty of other knockdowns in in your career but the, the first day that I heard you speak was actually at the press club and you told the story about the detergent and how detergent will forever be your enemy um, do you want to tell us a little bit about that <laughs> yeah so I mean you can imagine you know taking a boat and turning it upside down and shaking it about anything you know anything that can come loose will come loose and and fly around the cabin which can obviously be quite dangerous so you should be tidying up beforehand um but, but in this case it was the, the bottle of detergent that came loose uh, which you know could could be worse except that it did spill its way through the boat and you know detergent on the roof and, and bubbling up with the water on the, the floor and it's just this big sticky mess and that smell still I can't use lemon fresh <laughs> to this day. Oh, you must have been so excited when that strawberry scented detergent came out or just anything alternate. Anything else. Use GIF. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'll never forget that story. Um, it's just how normal things can just become so terrible. And then the next question <laughs> How many days were you alone at sea? We've already spoken about that. It was 210, answer B. And then we get yep. to some more serious stuff. In what year were you awarded Young Australian of the Year? Pretty amazing experience, 2011. Yeah, yeah pretty humbling. It's... um. It's a hard one, actually, getting the award and winning it over, you know, the other finalists who just did these incredible selfless things and, you know, were these amazing people doing incredible things in their communities and then winning it, you kind of go, oh, my goodness, why? <laughs> but, yeah, but, yeah, it's a busy year and it's a really special year, um, that's for sure. Yeah, 
Um, I think you're very humble as well, but that's probably why you did so incredibly well. <laughs> uh, the next question, has Jessica Watson been awarded the Order of Australia? And the answer is true. I love this picture here, by the way, you on board the boat. <laughs> yeah, in the, the tropics. Is that, is that writings from your friends before you left on the inside? That's so lovely. It yeah, it was. And they, they were everywhere, uh, written throughout. And everyone dropped in and, and, and wrote something. And, um, they, yeah, there was some really special, special, special messages. From the walls That's and, so yeah. nice. Yeah, I guess mm -hmm. people forget that now the world is very different as well. When we're in lockdown, we're not really alone, um, so to speak. I mean, you... I'm sure you were able to talk to your parents, but it's not the same as having FaceTime, sorry, at the at the tip of your fingers. I mean, very different. Yeah, it is different. I mean, obviously now there's that kind of instantaneous access. Um, there were some video calls I had while at sea, but it was very kind of grainy, pixelated, um, expensive things that, you know, generally were paid for by the, by the media, so it's quite limited. Um, but actually, I had plenty of interaction. It, there was yeah. actually almost a point with the opposite. I was actually saying to family and, and team, I don't need to talk to you five times a day. Like, it's too much. It's smothering. Like, <laughs> let me get into the rhythm out here. So, yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel lonely, that's for sure. Oh, that's amazing. I, um, I'm going to cut to this video right now, which I know is not your fifth. Not your favourite, but uh, I think it, it, it sort of personifies that uh, energy that you got when you were on your own. Let's uh, have a little bit of a look. Well, it's 28th of January and uh, you wouldn't believe it, but it was less than an hour ago and we had a beautiful sunny day and uh, now we've got this really thick fog that's rolled in all of a sudden. So it's amazing how quick it went from uh, warm and sunny to terrible visibility and uh, all foggy. But uh, no complaints because we've just got enough wind to keep us moving uh, towards the east. So it's really good. It's uh, really cool because we're almost uh, halfway across the Atlantic Ocean already and uh, we're officially on the way home now. We've passed the halfway point and uh, every mile's uh, closer towards Australia, which is good. It's just uh, amazing how fast it's all going and, uh, and that we're already halfway. You can definitely hear the <laughs> Queensland in your voice there, Jess. <laughs> You can, can't you? Uh, You've like changed. Ten years ago now. <laughs> I changed. know. I would, anyone changes a lot in ten years, but you know, you know, the other thing I was hearing there is is me saying we. Um, it just yeah, it's it's funny when you hear that, and, and you're going, yeah. it's me and and the boat and and that team. You know, they just felt like they were part of it, even though they you know couldn't have been physically further from them, but. Um, yeah, it's funny hearing that because, you know, supposedly this solo voyage, but it just felt like a wee. A wee, you and the boat. And you also had mm. one other friend on board who took a bit of a beating after those um, Atlantic rollovers. Let's have a little bit of a look. We're just losing the sun. It's not the most spectacular sunset, but one of the better ones we've had in a while. Pretty nice sailing. We're getting along at about five and a half, five knots. And uh, there's Parker working away, keeping us on course. And yeah, you might have noticed he's actually sitting a little bit crooked there. It's a uh, leftover from that knockdown a while back. And um, he's still working absolutely fine, which is great, but uh, it just looks a little bit crooked. You know, I uh, had to go and straighten him up, but he's, uh, he's still a little bit crooked there. So you had Ella and Parker. <laughs> 
Yeah, so so Park is Park is the reference to to Lady um, Lady Penelope's Parker, who's the chauffeur of her her pink Rolls Royce. So <laughs> Thunderbirds, which I don't think anyone watches these days, but for some reason we had that you know had that DVD as a kid. So and that's your autopilot, a utiller. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yep, yeah, he was at Windvane and, and we, you know, well, there was a bit of a one-sided conversation, but I did talk to him a fair bit. Get back on course, don't make me come out there in the cold. <laughs> I love it. That's just so fantastic because it just shows you, again, that you've just, you've just got to cope sometimes and, and that is why I think the name of your first book that was published, as we said in the trivia, which is called True Spirit, B for all those who answered <laughs> correctly there is um is quite an apt title actually you've got to have a little bit of spirit when you're going through times of difficulty as well at sea or otherwise yeah but I mean I definitely didn't choose that name (laughs) that's a you know that's a publisher's um one which you know it's great and and I like it but um yeah I wouldn't have wouldn't have chose that for for my own book we (laughs) we had a few alternative titles for you um, Ella's mm-hmm. Pink Lady, which we thought was fairly obvious. Um, young and Free and um, Ordinary Girl. We thought that would have been a great title. Same, yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So then the, the next question was in what Australian event did Jessica lead the youngest team in the event's history to a second place in its division? I did like this one too. It was either the Rolex Sydney Hobart, the Melbourne to Hobart, the Vendée Globe. No. Hope not. I hope there weren't too many people choosing that one. Then yeah. you can't have a team. <laughs> How many people chose the Vendée Globe? Because it's a solo race. Just 10, but 10 <laughs> too many. <laughs> yes. Or the Sydney to Gold Coast race, which would be nice going north. It was the Sydney to Hobart race. That was pretty, pretty amazing too. Yeah, it was a big project. You know, we worked really hard on this. It was it was well over well over a year, and we had a, a three month full time training window as well as a couple of other races and regattas throughout that year. So it was a big effort. Um, we took it really seriously. Uh, you know, as that youth team, and and pretty proud of our result. Excellent, and of course, fantastic news to hear that the Rolex Sydney Hobart will be going ahead <laughs> this year. That would be great. I'm I'm very very yes. excited. I get to cover an event. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, obviously not competing this year, so just watching is going to be thrilling. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a little bit, oh, I don't know, quintessential Australian mm. holidays with your family, test, Hobart, a bit of normal. We need a bit of normal this year, I think. So the we, next, do. we do. The next question, uh, <laughs> what company is Jessica a co-founder of? So many people thought Naughty Bags. Shout out to Stacey Jackson, a great friend of the show who we love dearly. But it's actually Decky that you are yes. a co-founder of. I mean, look, I, I sort of wish I was a co-founder of Naughty Bags. I've got, Me too. I've got plenty. Um, yeah. Pink Ladies old sales beautifully made into bags. But no, 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 very proud to be part of Decky. Yeah, indeed. And today we announced that I'm actually going to come on board as an ambassador for Decky as well. It's it's fantastic, especially for me, a, a great fit because safety, well, firstly, enjoying my sailing is, is really important, but then also doing it safely. I mean, how did Decky come about for, for you? I mean, the idea, obviously, 
that we love sailing, but we can't really do that unless we take it seriously. Yeah, exactly. And it, it was actually just, I suppose, quite simply, you know, seeing this amazing technology and these fantastic apps we've got for every other aspect of our lives and kind of going, well, where's this for boating and sailing? Uh, so that's, that's really how the idea came about and grew from there. Um, you know, kind of giving people access really in, in your phone. Um, and I love it because I think it's also kind of helping to make sailing and boating more accessible because yeah. it is, you know, there's so much wonderful word of mouth, but you've got to still know that person or know who to ask. Um, so, so to have it on an app is just an awesome platform to help people get on the water. Yeah, for sure. And for, for those awesome who... to have you on board, that's yeah. sure. <laughs> oh, no, I'm really excited because we did actually talk about it quite a while ago. People may have seen in my Instagram stories that selfie of us. That's when we first spoke about it. And then mm -hmm. I've, I've finally come on board to try and help out the team. The, the application itself is, is supported by quite a number of boating organisations as well because of the safety elements that it provides, but it also has weather integrated, you can plot routes it's, um, or routes for those depending on where you're from. It's, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's actually quite uh, an amazing app. I have it under all of my sailing apps on, on my phone, but, but this one, and, and I have my own little profile in here as well, but the cool thing is as well for Sailor Girl, we're going to have a where is the Sailor Girl button too so you'll be able to chase me all the way down to Hobart this year so that's going to be quite fun awesome yeah, <laughs> no, yeah great. Looking report in report in from where I am and and what I can see and what the weather conditions are but it's um it's quite a cool idea as well I mean for you access to information when you were doing your own trip and then when you were doing the Hobart and I know you still sail you're avid um I remember international 14 sailor and, and whatnot. I'm not sure how much sailing you've gotten to do this year and I'm really sorry. Uh, Let's not talk about it. <laughs> but mean, it is I'm very much, you know, enjoying watching everyone else's adventures. I think we were all kind of, you know, armchair um, adventures and sailors this year. That's, um, yeah. What else can we do? <laughs> For sure. And we just literally had the question come through on social media, what sailing are you doing now? Guys, she's just coming out of lockdown. Let her breathe. <laughs> You know, I don't think a lot of the, well, the, well Australia or the world realises how harsh it was here in Melbourne. You know, people were saying, why don't you just go away for the weekend or get out in the water? And I'm going, we can't leave 5Ks, you yeah. know, <laughs> surrounding our house. So it's been very limited. But, you know, the great thing is now we can at least just get out locally on the bay. Um, but, yeah, not a lot of sailing yeah. here, that's for sure. Um, but no, also these days it's been a bit more casual and less serious for me, uh, you know, messing about in dinghies, actually got a little trailer sailor um, and, and sailing that on the lakes and things like that. So it's been very kind of just casual adventure style. Love it more than ever. Um, but, but yeah, not taking it very seriously currently, that's for sure. I think we're all allowed to go through those phases. I've not been very serious about it this year either. Um, but you've got a trailer sailor and... Any chance that we'll see you racing again soon or you're just going to take it easy? Look, I'm not making any promises. And also I think over the years I've come to realise more and more that I'm probably a cruiser at heart more than a, a racing sailor. I mean, there's, there's so many other things to do, um, you know, and, and boats to have one day and, and, you know, definitely want to do that cruise around the world at some point. But, um, yeah, happy, happy messing about in boats for now. That's, uh, and that's that the most be, important thing. That will be... Jessica Watson sailing every stop 
Yes, it will. It certainly will. We'll have to plot that one when it happens. That sounds fantastic. But I love sailing for that. You can race, you can cruise, you can do twilights, you can sail a dinghy, trailer sailor, yacht, catamaran when you're at a resort on holidays. Like it's a sport for life. That's exactly it. And that's that's why I love it so much. And that's why I think more people need to get involved is because there is kind of a choose your own adventure. You can take it yeah. seriously or not at all. You can sit in a, in a boat with a glass of bubbles. Um, you know, there's, there's so many different ways of doing it. And, and I kind of just love them all. So, and also love just watching and following it. You know, I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. I'm a big fan too. <laughs> So I, can't, I can't wait to share more adventures through through the Decky app, but also over the next year. Well, and as the world opens up as well, and I'm sure you'll be the same. Mm. So, so that should be really, really great. But maybe we should get on to the last question then, and actually let you go. Although I don't really want to because we're having such a good chat. So, <laughs> <laughs> the last question: um, There is currently a movie based on Jessica's story being made true. Or false. We kind of let this one slip in the opening, but it is true. Very exciting. Great story. Yeah. And I am. Um, yeah, I made, a weird one. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. I am. Um, I plagiarized. Plagiar, plagiarized. Not plagiarized. I don't know what I said just just then. I do have a little bit of delay, everybody. So I'm sort of listening to myself in real time and in my head. It's a bit confusing. This is from Channel 9 News in Queensland, your home, of course, announcing the movie. So we might have a little bit of a look at this and then have a chat. How's that sound? Here we go. Ten years ago, a Queensland teenager sailed into the record books as the youngest person to circumnavigate the globe alone and unassisted. Now, Jessica Watson's setting sail for Hollywood with the news that Netflix will make a movie about her incredible journey. It was 2010 and tens of thousands flocked to the shores of Sydney Harbour to greet 16-year-old Jessica as she completed her remarkable journey. Now a new journey begins as the subject of a major Hollywood movie. It's exciting. It's humbling and, and I suppose it's actually a little bit strange for me. <laughs> the former Young Australian of the Year reckons the script almost writes itself. You're talking 10 metre plus waves and cyclonic winds and boat being rolled upside down in the middle of an ocean. Um, what more drama do you need? And I'm confident that Queensland will feature a lot, uh, given the fact that Jessica is originally from a downtown Gold Coast. So this will be a very good thing for the industry generally. Despite now being involved in a major feature film, it's clear that Watson isn't comfortable with being a celebrity. It's still such a strange experience. Um, you know, 10, 10 years on, and then obviously that period, those first couple of years after I finished the voyage, it was... It was surreal. It was a, a crazy experience. While it's obvious that Jessica's boat will play itself during the movie, the question on everyone's lips is who will play Jessica? It would be awesome to see a, a young and upcoming, potentially Australian actress, um, ideally, play, play the role. It's a hard call. I, I'm not sure. It's early days and there's a lot of uh, uh, people who would be champing at the bit to uh, get that opportunity. Production on Jessica Watson's story could begin as early as next year. Paul Taylor, Nine News. Firstly, that room looks really familiar. I know. <laughs> I was just thinking that. But, well, I mean, I haven't really left, left here for, for most of the year, so. <laughs> oh, just awesome. Oh, well, I think 
There'll be a lot of people very excited to see that story. And yeah, gosh, who would play you? Yeah, and I still still can't, you know, <laughs> let That's me think go there, but yeah. Um, it, it is, yeah. But the great thing is it's it's coming together well and and you know, international borders are still a bit of a challenge, but they seem to be finding ways and, and the great thing is it probably just means more Australian uh, you know, crew and, and, and people are gonna be involved in the production, which is, is only a great thing. That is a great thing and and while you might refer to yourself as the ordinary girl, it's really amazing <laughs> that your story will continue to hopefully inspire further generations, which is ultimately the goal now, I guess. At the time well, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, I think if there's one thing I, I kind of look at this again and, and your part of me goes, oh, my gosh, I have to go through all of this again and, and relive it. But I'm going to have fun with it. But also the one thing I really want to use this for is actually just to try and sell more people on sailing you know just mm. to to really make people give it a go so that's going to be i think my my mission and purpose around this whole whole thing <laughs> oh, which is fantastic isn't that everybody's goal that's in this sort of role well mine is you know more people on the water more often sport for life yep. enjoy our you do playground a great job of it exactly yes, exactly safely yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh, it's been so amazing to have you with us, Jessica. Thank you so much for, for making the time. Um, if anybody wants to download the Decky app, there's me with the Decky app, feel free or just pop myself or Jessica a message. We'd be more than happy to help you with that because it is really an awesome tool, I think, to help with all of your boating adventures. And mm -hmm. thanks to T for being on the line and for helping us out with all of those amazing trivia questions. We will have prizes coming up thanks to Pentaneous Sale and Modiot Insurance in Australia, one of our great supporters as well. So um, next week I will be at the Cruising Yacht Club of Australia for the twilight, speaking of twilights, so hope to catch up with a few of you there. That would be really, really lovely and maybe I'll actually do an interview in person. I haven't done that in a while. <laughs> Awesome. That's exciting. <laughs> it is very, very exciting. Guys, we'll see you very, very soon. Thank you for watching. Thanks, Jess. And um, stay tuned for more adventures. Thank you very much for having me. You're very welcome.